There was a time where Jesus spoke a parable to people like you and me, like a gathering like this in Matthew chapter 25. He spoke a parable about the ten, what do we call them? Ten what? Virgins. He said there were five who were wise and there was another five. The Bible says they were fools. And what made these five to be fools is because they did not have enough oil for their lamps. When Jesus arrived, or when the, 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 the bride, the owner of the wedding arrived, they were nowhere to be found. They went to go and look for an extra oil. And they were advised in time to say, carry extra oil because we don't know the hour and the time when Jesus will come. We are living in that hour. I don't know if your oil is enough to carry you through. Let me just read these few verses and I want the old man in the house to pray for all of us. Brothers and sisters, if Jesus comes now, I'm not sure how many of us will live with him. It looks like it's a daily thing. We come to church. He is coming back. And he's coming back very soon. Are you ready? One day in the book of uh, Matthew 11, we speak, uh, um, I think it's, um, let me just read the verse here. John the Baptist, when he was in prison, he spoke these words. Are you the Messiah who have been waiting or expecting or should we keep looking for someone else? These are the words that were spoken by John the Baptist when he was in prison. When things were bad, he was no longer sure of the Messiah. He was no longer sure of his conviction. He was no longer sure if this is the person we are still waiting for. When you read um, Hebrews, there are words which are tougher, which I want this church to take. Hebrews chapter 11. The writer says, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who come, who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Hallelujah. I think it's Hebrews chapter 6 again. Let me read it because it's coming to my mind. Something that just happened now is the one that makes me to do this. This morning when I was meditating on the word of God, Isaiah 55, verse 8 to 11 came into my mind. The one that the, the anchor is talking about. It came into my mind. Let me quote Hebrews chapter 6 and then we are going to pray. I will let the old man pray for all of us. Hallelujah. 
very different Bible here. The word are saying it will be impossible for those who have tasted the faith to go back from their faith. If they want to come back, it will be impossible. Hallelujah. If you once tasted the faith and you decide to go back from where you are, it will be impossible for you to come back. The last one, Hebrews chapter 10. And then Daddy is going to pray for us. It reads as follows. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith. And if he, sh he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrinks back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Daddy, come and pray for us. If he comes any time now, is the church ready? Shall we bow, bow our heads? I'm going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you. We humble ourselves unto you. Speak to our hearts. Father, as your child is going to explain your word, let it sink to our hearts. Father, and remind us what you want from us. Father, thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, bless each and every one. Bless each and every one. We thank you, Father. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The first day when we came to this church, we received the love from many of you. And that made us to feel at home. And from me and my family, we are sending that back, that love back to you to say, we also love you with the love of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We are going to read the word of God from the book of Romans chapter 4. Where we are going to read it from verse 18 to 24. I'll be using an LG translation. It reads as follows. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing 
that he will become believing that he will become the father of many nations for god had said to him that's how many descendant you will have verse 19 and abraham's faith did not weaken even though at a hundred years of age he figured his body was as good as dead and so was sarah's home Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. Verse 21, I will stop there. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. Hallelujah. 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 Are we the church? When there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept on hoping. Last week, the senior pastor of the church introduced this month as a month of faith where we are going to walk in faith so that we may be able to please God. Hallelujah. So today's theme, I want us to go and talk about day-to-day faith. When we walk or when we live or when we do anything, wherever we are, we need to have faith. Actually, even though you are not saved or you haven't come to, to, to faith with God, even the people who are not saved, they have faith in the things that they do. I'll just give an example. When we entered this church this morning, all of us, we were directed to our chairs. When you sat on that chair, something never, never triggered in you to look at the chair, if when you sit, will you be able, or the chair will be able to carry you? You just went, you sat, because you just believed. You had faith in the chair where you are sitting. Hallelujah. Everybody has faith. When we go into our cars, this morning when I was coming here, I never checked on the wheels. I've never checked on anything. But because I've got this faith, in the car that I'm driving. I just went in, and the car I drove, I have arrived at the church. Every person, when we live, we have faith. But I don't want to talk about any other faith. I want to talk about the faith that we have in God. I want to talk about the faith that has been generated by the word of God. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10 says these words when you read it. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. This is the faith that we talk about. Hallelujah. This is the faith 
of the church. This is the faith of the brothers and sisters. And this is the faith that God is expecting from us. God wants us to put faith in his word. We must believe God's word in our lives. When God speaks anything, he needs you and me to put our faith in what he has spoken. We speak about Abraham, the father of all faith. The man when God spoke to him in the book of Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1 to 3, when God was calling Abraham, he said to him, you know, for the first time when God spoke to him, Abraham never hesitated. He believed God. He said to him, Abraham, I need you to leave your family. I need you to leave your own country. I need you to leave everybody around you. And I need you to go to a place. I will show you. When you read verse 4 of chapter 12, the Bible says, Abraham immediately did what God said. That's how God saved you and me. When he came to us, calling us to come out of the things we were, at that moment, you left everything. You heard him speaking. You believed in his word. You never questioned many things. You never questioned your tomorrow. You never question how are you going to survive. Some of us, if you can know where God took us from. Because when he came to us, when his word spoke to us, we immediately turned and followed God. What was the thing? What was happening in us? We believed his word. We had faith in what he spoke. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The church, when we came here at first, we had faith in everything. But along the way, when we walked, most of us, our faith started to grow weak. Started to faint. Started to look like we do not understand anymore. Why are we where we are. It was the same with Abraham. The man that we are taking a, 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 a study case this morning. What we have read, we have read from the book of Romans. Apostle Paul quotes this man in chapter 4. While when you read in chapter 1, Apostle Paul was arguing his point of salvation. When you read in verse 16 and 17, Paul spoke this words that he is not ashamed of the gospel. For the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And he went further that he said, in the gospel, the righteousness of God has been revealed. For him to make the point, he took Abraham in chapter 4. Addressing people like you and me. Because he was addressing the church of Rome. He took this and said, let me take this man that everybody 
is talking about his faith. Everybody is following his faith. I want to take him and put him here as a study case for you to look at your faith while you are looking at Abraham's faith. He did that. But where he spoke, and where we have just read, he spoke this way to say, this man kept on hoping. He kept on believing that he will become the father of many nations. When, when God called Abraham, I want us to go back to the book of Genesis when God called Abraham. Much is not known about Abraham. In chapter 9, when you hear about Abraham, you hear about Abraham being the son of Terah. After that, the second thing that we hear about Abraham, we hear about Abraham's wife, who is Sarah. And the Bible quote this word that Sarah was a barren, could not have children. But when God called Abraham, he makes promises to Abraham, knowing Abraham's condition, knowing that Abraham uh, he's got a wife who cannot have children. But he goes to Abraham and makes promises to Abraham. I want to quote all these promises that God said to Abraham. He said, I will bless you or I will make you into a great nation. That was the first one. The second one, he said, I will bless you. I will make you famous. You will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. That's why I said in verse 4, the Bible says, Abraham departed as the Lord had instructed. And when Abraham departed, the Bible says, he was 75 years old when he left his place called Haran. But when you read chapter 15, from verse 1 to 6, the Bible says, sometimes later, the Lord spoke to Abraham in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abraham, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abraham replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are you, are all your blessings when I don't have a son? I can hear all these things that you are quoting. And I'm believing in your word, Lord. But what? All these things that we are saying. I don't have a son. How are these things going to happen? When you have blessed me, who's going to inherit these things? Abraham asked God that question. Hallelujah. In verse 2, up. And in verse 3, he says, 
You have given me no descendant of my own. So no one of my servants will be my heir. Verse 4. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir. For you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. God is saying this words to the man who's got a wife who is a barren. God is telling a man who, does, who knows exactly that he's got a wife there so many years and nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. But God is still promising him to say you'll have a son of your own. Verse 5. The Bible says, it's in chapter 15, verse 5. It says, then the Lord took Abraham outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham, the Bible says, Abraham believed the Lord. Abraham believed what the Lord has said. Listen, this man was faced with two things. God is speaking. The realities of life are also speaking to him. Maybe he's seated here. He has tried, I don't know how many doctors who must help him. And they gave him even a letter to say, it's not going to happen. This is impossible. When the man comes home, the Lord says, uh-uh, it's going to happen. There are two voices. God is speaking. The realities of life are also voicing out into your head and say it's not possible. But one thing for sure that I want to carry you with me is in verse 6 where the Bible says Abraham believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. In chapter 17, I'm jumping chapter 16. Because in chapter 16, something happened in the life of Abraham. And it's exactly things that which are happening in our own lives. When, we, when our faith is fainting, we start making our own plans. We start thinking, maybe I did not hear God well. Maybe he didn't, he didn't exactly say what he has said. Sarah brought the woman who was helping in the house and said, maybe we did not hear God. Maybe. Maybe God wanted us to help him in this other fashion. We are helping God on our daily basis. Listen, God has spoken. But when we don't see what God has spoken into our lives, we start looking at other things, at other provisions, at other ways to supplement to God's word. 
It happened. They had a son with the maid because they thought maybe this is how God spoke. But let's go to chapter 17. When Abraham was 99 years old, when you read 99 and when you read 75, we have a gap of 24 years. The man had God when he was 75. Now he is 99. Nothing has happened yet. Nothing. I don't know how many of us are we here. We have had God. And our faith has fainted. We tried many things that the church or the pastor or the word of God is telling us. But nothing is coming. Nothing is happening to our lives. And our faith is dying. Slowly. But sure. 24 years later. God still goes back to this man. Listen to what he says. The Bible says. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai. He started by quoting his name. He started by quoting who he is. Because he saw the face of this man to say, something may be happening in his life. Why did they do whatever they did with his wife? Let me remind him of who I am. I am El Shaddai. God Almighty. He says these words to Abraham. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. ESV put it in this other fashion. He says, walk before me. Says the Lord. While there is no sign of hope, while there is no sign of something that is going to happen, God is still saying this word, walk before me. Walk before me. You know, when I was looking at the word, when, when people are walking, I've discovered something that when we put the first leg here, the other one is coming. And when this one is doing, it's like there's a repetition of the same movement. God is saying to Abraham, listen to me. When you had me calling you, you came. When I told you to leave your house, you did exactly. When I promised you, you were so excited about my blessings. I still need you to walk the same way when I called you. When I said leave your house, you left, you took the first step. When I said leave everybody around, you took the other step. God is saying to you, I know you are 99 years. I need you to take the same steps. The same repetition. Repeat exactly. I don't want you to look at other things. I know the realities of life are talking to But listen, I am God. My name is El Shaddai. My name is El Shaddai. There are people amongst us, brothers and sisters, that we have forgotten who God is. We have forgotten who God is. God is saying, listen, I want to remind you who is my name. 
I am Belshazzar. Walk before me. Walk before me. When you go to verse 2, it says, I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. Verse 3, that's where I'm going to stop. It says, at this Abraham fell face down on the ground. Then God said to him, this is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What we have read in, 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 in Rome is start by saying, with all these things, with all the reasons that were there, that would have made this man to say enough is enough. I'm going back to where I come from. I'm going back to my ancestors. I'm going to back to my old ways. The Bible says this man, he believed God against all hope. The reason was God has said it. I want to challenge this church this morning. I need you and me that we must believe in what God has spoken. Actually, let me just put it straight. There is nothing that we can try and put our hope in except the same word that took us out of the street and has planted us in the church. God did not use anything else. He spoke a word and you were convicted. He says to you and me, the same word that convicted you is the same word that must carry you. Is the same word that must take you to another place. Is the same word that you must hold on to it. The word hope is defined as to trust in, to wait for, to look for, or desire something or someone, or to expect something beneficial in future. That is hope. When this man saw that things were not happening, he decided to say, I have heard this other voice, but I'm deciding to keep on with God. This is the message that I'm sending to church today. Things may not be going well. Maybe almost 25 years now, nothing is happening. You may be like Hannah, you know the woman by the name of Hannah? She was married by a man, and there were two women. The other one had two children. She had no children. When they were seated together, she was mocked to say, look at her. She doesn't have anything. This is the other situation where we find ourselves in as Christians. Where things are no longer happening. Before you came to faith, things were happening. Before you came to faith, you were never broke when, because you knew how to steal. You knew how to make your own plans. You knew how to do, you were able to maneuver any other thing. You are now going to come to Christ. You are living faithfully to him. Nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. 
the realities are telling you. Gangster, gangsters are waiting for you. You are an expert then. You knew how to plan. You knew how to make ways. But in this other way, we don't make ways. We allow God to make ways for us. I don't know where you are coming from. I don't know. But those things are still talking to you. That whole life is still calling you to say, come back. Things were happening for you. You are on the other side. Luke is now 25. Yes. Nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. But the man kept on hoping. The man kept on believing. Trusting. Having confidence. The reason is God has spoken. God has spoken. Remember the story of the virgin. Mary. You know when God spoke to Mary. This thing never looked possible. How can God. How can me. Marry the virgin. How am I going to have a child? I don't have a husband. God knows you don't have one. God knows you don't have a plan. But he's telling you, I'm going to provide for you. When Mary was so confused to say, how is it going to happen? God looked and said, listen Mary, I am God. Walk before me. I am God. Walk before me. In Luke chapter 1, I think verse 37, he says, For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. May everything that you have said about me, Lord, come true. I know I'm looking at what science is telling me. And science is proving to me. That what I'm thinking about is nonsensical. It doesn't make sense at all. That's where God comes in. When things are not making sense into our lives. You remember the story of Job? What happened with Job? The man who had everything. And God spoke to the devil. Only the two. Job was not part of the, 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 you know, the conversation. He was never part when everything was taken away from Job, listen to what Job is saying. In chapter 23, verse 10 to 12. He says, but he knows where I am going. This is Job. He says, God knows where I am going. And when he tested me, I will come out as pure as God. Verse 11. For I have stayed on God's path. This is why he's comforting himself. I have stayed in God's path. I have followed his ways and not turned aside. I have not departed from his commands, but I have treasured his word more than daily food. I hope this can be the words of the church this morning. How can we walk day to day faith and still maintain God in our lives and not lose faith. Hallelujah. When you read verse 19 
of, of, of Romans chapter 4. The Bible says Abraham's faith did not weaken. Even though at 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. But he never wavered. He never moved from what God has spoken to him. He never moved. John Calvin says these words. I'm going to quote him about faith. He says, Godly faith is not full understanding, but full trust. It doesn't need for you to go and gain other stuff. It just needs you to trust on God. Trust on God for whatever he has spoken to you. He has said something in his word. Put your faith in what God has spoken. It shall come to pass. For he goes further to say, assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. He's quoting Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Hallelujah. But Abraham believed God, that's what the Bible is saying, to glorify him. Not to look at himself. Not to look at things around him. Brothers and sisters, I want us to believe God so that he get the glory. Not ourselves. Abraham's faith did not weaken. Did not fail. You know, when, 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 when you read it, it says he figured his body was as good as dead. Even all the reasons for him to go back, the Bible says he did not. He did not. He waited for 25 years. Sarah could not give children. Abraham figured that his body was good as dead. The same, even he figured that the womb of Sarah, it was as good as dead. But the Bible says, no unbelief made him waver. No unbelief made him hesitate concerning the promises of God. What did God promise this man? That he stood so firm in his faith. The promise was then the Lord took him outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many the descendant will have. That's how many will have. Isaiah 55, the one our brother quoted, he says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. Says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways so higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. You know, it's like a father is seated down his children. He's giving them to say, I need you to trust me. I need you to trust me. Don't compare me with other things. Don't compare me with other people next to me. Trust me. I'm going to do it. Numbers 23, verse 19. God is saying these words. God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human. He does not change his mind. He, has he 
ever spoken and or has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried out through? It's a question that the Lord is asking this church today. Did I ever promise and not carry it through? I'm going to conclude, not long. He says this way to Job in chapter 38. Is there anyone with the Bible closed? I need you to read chapter 38 of Job. Then the Lord answered Job out of the wild wind and said, mm -hmm. Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Mm. Get up your loins and men, for I will demand of you and answer thou me. When Job complained and the frenzy came and everybody showed Job to say, Hey, look at your life. You had money, you had children, you had wealth. Where are those things? But after all these things, God is going back to Job and say, I need you to stand and speak to me like a man. I need you to speak to me like a man. If everything you had, it was out of your own power, talk to me. Talk to me. Others, we are here. I know we have, God has blessed us, huh? I guess this is out of our own. We did it out of our own power. We went to school. Yeah? We came from a well, well-doing family. Let me tell you something. If it wasn't of God, you wouldn't be where you are. You wouldn't be having what you are having. Let me be honest. People like you, most of them are seated on the street. They are not working. They don't have houses. They are not married. Life is not going well. There is nothing you have ever done in your life. God allowed you to be where you are. Uh, listen, let me repeat it again. I know you have brains. And you are proud of your brains. I know you tell people how wise you are. Let me be honest. It's not about you. God has allowed you to have these things. That's why he tells Job to say, I need you to stand here and tell me. Argue with me if you have a problem. You know, I love it when it goes further. He tells him to say, listen, who? He looks at the, at, at the sea to say, I am the one who stopped the water not to come to the land. I gave it to say, this is where you are going to stop. No man can do it. I, God, can do it. Hallelujah. There are men who doesn't have kids, you have. There are men who are not married, you are still married. You, there are men who doesn't have what we're having. All these things you have comes from God. Because of time, I'm going to leave it there. In verse 16 of Romans chapter 4, the Bible says, So the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift. And we are all certain to receive it. Whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. If we have faith like Abraham's, for Abraham is the father of all who believe. Verse 17. That is what the scripture means when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This is the word I wanted. 
God has made you to be who you are. And he's telling Abraham, I have made you to be the father of many nations. Tatana Matabun, Shkwambishi Mendlil, to be who you are. I mean, God has made you exactly the way you are. He needs to receive the glory out of your life. Verse 17. This happens because Abraham believed in God. These are the words. Listen to these words very carefully. Who brings the dead back to life? And who creates new things out of nothing? He creates things out of nothing. He doesn't need anything to create. He speaks the word. Things happen. Listen, he spoke the word. You were regenerated. He spoke the word. Heaven and earth became. He spoke the word. Things became as he has spoken. Trust upon his word. I need to trust upon his word. His word can, can, can create anything. That barrenness in your life is nothing compared to what God can do. Your poverty is nothing compared to what God can do. He can create anything. His name is El Shaddai. His name is El Shaddai. The Bible says he grew strong in his faith as he gave God the glory. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. As we live, brothers and sisters, listen, whether we eat, whether we drink, whatever we do, let's do it all to the glory of God. Let's do it all to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Listen to Psalm 121. It says this word. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forevermore. The last words that I'm quoting we are praying is in verse 21. He says, fully convinced, Abraham, when he was fully convinced that God was able to do what he promised. Fully convinced. Abraham was fully convinced. And this is what I need you to do. Don't doubt God. Don't doubt God. Don't doubt his word. Don't, worry. Don't doubt anything. Even a single day that he spoken about, don't doubt it. Take your faith and put it on that and leave it for God. It doesn't matter how many years. It doesn't matter how long is it going to take. It doesn't matter. 
I need you not to doubt God. I need you to take your faith and put it on God. One man, as we conclude, by the name of Andrew Crouch, he, he got saved when he was nine years. When he was serving God, going further, the Bible, uh, not the Bible, he said this way. We always say the Bible. Because, you know, this is what Tatana Matemula speaks here. Whatever I say, the word must confirm it. This man was, he had a situation where he was sleeping in the hospital. He says when doctors came, he could see that they didn't have hope. They would watch, look at him, and go back. It's just like they were waiting to write the time. 1635, it is the time for death. To say, this is the time when he passed on. But he said out of all this, God raised him up. He spoke these words. He says, I've had many tears and sorrows. I had questions for tomorrow. There's been times I didn't know right from wrong. But in every situation, God, oh my goodness. What did he do? You are reading it, Murut. Oh, okay, my goodness. God gave me blessed consolation that my trials come to only make me strong. Let this be the attitude of the church. Let this be the attitude of the saints today. That when these things come, they are not there to destroy you. Actually, they must give you into You must have this stubbornness of faith. But listen when he goes further. He says, I've been to a lot of places. I've seen a lot of faces. There's been times I felt all alone. But in my lonely hours, yes, those precious, lovely hours, Jesus let me know that I was his own.